take a short break. And today we're doing in the portion of Ayishlach, we're doing the section of Revi, the fourth section for Wednesday. Um, in this uh, parsha today we have a discussion between Yaakov and Esau. Yaakov is presenting Esau with a, a very beautiful gift and uh, Esau uh, politely or not so politely tries to uh, sort of uh, reject and said no I don't need it and uh, Yaakov basically insists and he gives it to Esau. And like everything else, it's important to pay attention to the language, to the words that each one uses. We already learned earlier, when it came to the time of receiving the blessings of Yitzchak, and Yaakov disguised himself as if he was Esau, and the comment that after, the comment that Yitzchak made, to him, not being able to clearly see because he couldn't see well, so not being able to see, he says he says the voice that I hear is the voice of Jacob and the reason he said that is because he heard the gentleness and in the respectful way that Yaakov spoke, he spoke to his father and he said please and he said politely he talked to him in a very gentle way the contrast that to Esau Esau says Yakumovic, get up and he was feeding his father but he was disrespectful you know there's an interesting Yerushalmi that states um, beginning of Peya it states over there that sometimes there can be someone uh, feeding their parents the most delicate foods and the expensive foods and taking care of them and it seems like they're doing the mitzvah of kibbut aim, but it says but they're going to end up uh, inheriting Gehenna and there's sometimes someone who may make their parents work very hard and they're going to get olam haba for that and the Gemara explains how so so it says like this so that if, for example, there was a decree from the order from the, from the government that each household must provide someone who is not occupied for the service and work for the government. That was a very degrading and a very laborious, very hard work. And the fact that the son had his father do work around the house sort of exempted him from having to go and suffer worse so even though he made his father work, but yet he married Olam Habo because he protected him through that. And the other example that the, the, the Talmud says over there is if, for example, the son was taking care of his dad, he was feeding him all these delicacies and all these expensive stuff, and his father asks him, how do you afford to feed me and to take care and buy all these expensive foods and everything? And he answers him and says, you old man, just eat and shut up, basically. He says, be quiet, which is already not a nice way of saying things. But just to, the idea is over here, sometimes you can give, but you don't give it with a savior upon him, you don't give it with a goodness of heart. So there is the Koil Kol Yaakov. His father saw 
Not only was he Yadayim Yadayim he was covered with the goat skin of the, so he looked like Yadayim, but the voice spoke like Yadayim. What is in this week's Parsha? In this week's Parsha, in their discussion, it says that when uh, Yaakov was begging Esau to take, uh, so Esau says, Yeshli Rov. Rov means I have plenty. Meaning, as Rashi explained, I got plenty. I don't need anything that you can give me. I have more and more and more. Yaakov says, when he was begging Esau to take it, he says, please take from me. He says, Yeshli Koil. He says, I have all, I have all that I need. I have my need, so please take this. And Rashi points out that Esau was speaking in a very arrogant way. He was saying that he has more and more and more. He was just bragging about what he has. That's the way Esau speaks. That's not, Yaakov speaks in a very modest, in a very humble, in a very gentle, in a very uh, special way that the call called Yaakov, the Yaakov is. And there is a further, if you think about it, is that um, the word Rav means many, which represents a lot, which fragmentation. Whereas the word kol comes from kolel, which includes everything together, brings things together. Because the difference between kedusha, which is holiness, which is represented by Yaakov, and Klippas and the Sitra Achra, which is represented by Esau, is in Kedusha, it's unity that is the overriding. It's the call. It's together. It's doing it together. It's bringing, instead of fragmentation, instead of separation, instead of each one as a separate individual, to bringing people to create that unity. And the reason that we have that unity is... Because, in the end of the day, we all need to be subjugated to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one that we all serve. We're all of His servant. So, therefore, we're each one of us is actually in the same company, in the same group. We're doing coil. We're doing it all together. It's something which we're all, we're all in the same boat. As the famous story where the person wanted to dig or drill a hole in his seat... And he paid for it, and the captain says, what are you doing? He says, well, I paid for the seat. He says, but we're all in the same boat. If the water comes in there, we're all going. So the coil is the sense of inclusion, of togetherness, of the idea of unity. But in the klippa, in the other side, the sitra achra, over there, everybody is an avodazar, everybody is a yesh, everybody is their own, is their own mitzis, their own uh, arrogance, and people, and you don't get along, and everything is different. Over there is rough. It's multiple, it's a lot. There is no unity, there's no cohesiveness. And I guess that the, 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 the message we can take from this is, you know, a lot of times uh, we know that even the Torah writes in a way, the Talmud says the Torah writes extra, extra letters. The Talmud speaks about this. Like the Torah will say the word, which is not clean, instead of saying defiled. Because not clean is a nicer word, even though it takes longer to write not clean. The Torah wants to write a, a, a nice language. So this should uh, help us also that when we use language, I mean, it should be either in writing or in speech, uh, that the, the language should be pleasant, it should be 
uh, inviting, it should be inclusive, it should be not divisive, not pushing people, but rather reaching out, reaching, bringing people together. And um, not only what you say, but sometimes the tone of voice you say it in. <laughs> sometimes the same thing you say, it depends really. I mean, that's why they say texting is very dangerous because there's no voice there. So some people, you can take it like you don't know. It can be said the same thing. It really depends. You don't know how it is said. Is it said in a pleasant, a gentle, and an inviting way? Or it's said harshly and text is cold, we don't know. But uh, when we do speak, we should try to use the kol kol Yaakov. Talk like Yaakov. Have the voice of Yaakov. Bring people together, inclusiveness, and then we are actually successful as we see, as the Pasuk continues, that after all the gift that Yaakov gave to Esau, he gets it, he says, take, take it all. And Esau took it, and the Pasuk says, Vayovo Yaakov Sholem. Yaakov came whole, he wasn't missing anything, not his bodily, he was healthy, he was healed from his limping, which he had the battle with the angel. He was also complete with his, um, with his mon- monetary possessions, that notwithstanding all the gift that he gave away, he was still uh, fully, completely wealthy, saying, Coil, I have all that I need. And I guess maybe most important are that he said that he came Sholem B'Tarasi, that his whole learning stayed intact, notwithstanding everything he had to go through in the house of Lovon and with Esau, he stayed intact. So when you behave with the Kol Kol Yaakov, you speak gently, at the end of the day, you have it all. <laughs> you have the financial stability, you have, your, uh, you have your Torah, and you also have your good health. May it be true for all of us. Baruch.